Welcome to our Making History Parenting Podcast, where we want to help parents make his story, God's story, come alive in the hearts of your family. I'm Chase Baker. With me, co-host Jennifer Akers. Jennifer, we've officially begun another year saying goodbye to 2020 and looking ahead to 2021. That's right. (laughs) And today's topic is, I think, probably one of the most important topics that we can discuss on this podcast because it has such a deep impact on future generations. Oh, absolutely. Especially when considering the world that we're living in right now, um, you don't have to look very hard to realize that we really live in a broken and a fallen Mm -hmm. world and how we help our kids navigate this world that we live in could not be more important than today. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to focus on the idea of discipleship and how we can disciple our kids. Yeah, in so many ways, uh, parents may hear the word discipleship or disciple and already have doubts. One, because what does it even mean? Mm -hmm. And two, how do we even go about discipling my child? Yeah, and those are important questions, and we're going to answer those Mm -hmm. today. And so today we have our very own discipleship pastor at Rolling Hills Community Church, Jacob Scrimpture, and he's here to help us navigate this topic. So Jacob has developed a simple guide for our church for those seeking to understand the idea of discipleship and what it looks like. Jacob also has a biblical perspective on how this translates really well to our kids also. Yeah, we hope this conversation will be an encouragement to all of our parents in 2021. Also, if you yet to subscribe or rate our podcast, take this time to hit the subscribe button, and this will only help us get the word out and provide more opportunities to equip parents in the spiritual formation of their kids. So without further ado, let's jump into our conversation with Jacob Scripture. Jacob, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, we're so excited to have this conversation with you about um, discipleship. And there's obviously some important things that that we're going to talk about today. And so to get us started, Jennifer, won't you get us started today? Yeah, I'd love to just start out the conversation with kind of a definition. So Jacob, what would you say, how would you define a disciple for us in this context as we're talking today? You know, I really think that's a good place to start because sometimes we overcomplicate what we mean when we say a disciple. And really at its core, a disciple is a student. So it's the apprentice model that there's a student and there's a teacher. So if you're a disciple of someone, you are a student of that teacher. So we think about it in the context of Jesus and I'm following Christ, like he is our teacher, he is our mentor, we are his apprentice. Our goal is to learn what he's trying to teach us as our as our teacher, the grand teacher. So when you think about discipleship is we are learning to be more like Christ. So when I define discipleship, I personally define it as growing in Christ like this, becoming more like our teacher. So a disciple is a student. Jesus is our teacher. And I think that's a good place to start with discipleship mm-hmm. and specifically what we're going to talk about here today. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're obviously talking about what the parent role in this disciple-making process is. And mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe you can help us uh, kind of explain, you know, because when you think about the word disciple, right, that's sometimes that's hard for parents. Like, what does that even mean? Like, how do I even, first of all, process what that means for myself, but also what it means for my, for our kids? And, and what's the roadmap? What's the roadmap for disciple making for my kids? Is there any specific roadmap that, that I need to take? So what, maybe give us some, some quick, 
a answers to what is that roadmap? Is there a roadmap? Yeah. First of all, like how many Star Wars or Lord of the Rings references am I allowed on this podcast? I need to know. <laughs> oh about. my. It's just three. Three, a, three a piece <laughs> to each. Okay. Um, no, but I think that's a great question, but I think I want to answer a different question. So uh and get back to okay. yours. So if if we're thinking about how do we disciple our kids, I think the uh, question I think is important is what is parenting to begin with? Like what is our goal in parenting? And, and when I look at it, it's like the the duck trying to get its uh, ducklings out of the nest. You want to be able to kick them out of the nest and they can fly. How can they uh, survive without me? That's our goal. By the time they're 18, you want to kick them out <laughs> in some form or fashion in a positive way so they survive without your help. So yeah. if that's parenting, yeah. how do we look at that in in the spiritual aspect? Right. How do I prepare them that when I'm not around, they can survive spiritually without me there with them? So like that's the end goal. So mm. the end goal is that they're um, they have a foundation of their beliefs, of their worldview in, in Christianity, and they have practices in their life that are uh, supporting that worldview and helping them to uh, live in the world in such a way that they are a disciple of Christ, they're an apprentice, a student of Christ, but in a functioning way, not just with head knowledge, but I can actually live, like, because in, in the general parenting sense, you want them to be able to wash their clothes without you. Hmm. Well, what are, what are the practical things in the spiritual life? You want them to be able to have conversations with people, to be pushed back on their faith and be able to stand firm in it because you've put, you've helped them put practices in their life. So, and then you come back to that, okay, well, how do I start doing that now hmm. with my kids? When it comes to the practical stuff, you know, it's like, hey, watch, watch me wash my clothes. Like, watch me put it in the laundry. Watch me fold these things. Because we know that all learning comes down to three different things. You want to know, you want to watch, and you want to do. That's all learning. If I wanted to be a plumber, I would read a book about plumbing. Then I would go with the master plumber, and he would let me plumb with him. And then eventually, I would do the plumbing. Mm -hmm. Well, the same is true for all type of learning, specifically spiritual things. So when we think about creating a roadmap, we want to create opportunities for all three of those things, for them to know mm -hmm. we're putting the, the truth in front of them. And we also want them to see us living out that truth and practicing spiritual practices and take them along with us and then give them opportunities to do as well. So I think if you, if you break it down to that student teacher to the, just the basic level, it, it, it helps me to say, okay, I'm just teaching them what I believe myself and what I'm preparing them for, how they're going to live outside of my home. No, that's really good. And uh, you brought up this point is that you think about the end first. Um, I think a lot of times we're just so busy on this journey. We have a, a we just had a baby. And so mm -hmm. um, we have a new baby in this world. And the last thing we want to think about is the end, like the 18. When That's when we refer to the end. Like that's whenever they're going to, um, actually go get a job or go to um, go to college or start the career, whatever it's going to be, they're not going to be in our house, maybe. Um, but that's what they're, they're becoming an adult. And so whenever you bring home a baby, the last thing you want to think about is 18 because time is so quick. But but it's I think you're you're right. It's so important to think about the end first. Like what is the result of every all these these disciplines and spiritual habits, whatever they are, that we're building in them, what is the end result? What are we hoping would happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And looking at the big picture, I think it, it helps us get that perspective, but we have to look back at what are we doing daily? What are the, what are the habits in our homes? What are the practices? What are those disciplines that define what our family rhythm looks like? 
So can you walk us through some of those things? You alluded to a couple just a moment ago, but what are some of those disciplines, those practices, those spiritual habits that are really going to help foundationally in our family and for our kids? Yeah, I think if we like, if I were to ask you, who is the strongest Christian you know? Like, who is the the holiest person you know? We all have a person that came to mind when we... Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember so that. So Jennifer, so let, let's, <laughs> let's investigate your life. But whoever, whoever came to your mind, you would go and say, let's, let's follow that person for a week. What would be the things that we saw that person did on a daily basis? And when I say did, I, I want to be clear. I don't mean they're doing things to earn salvation. They're not doing anything uh, to, for yeah. God to love them more. They're doing things because they're um, specific practices that God gave us to draw closer to Him. Mm -hmm. Opportunities for us to be in His presence, not because we have to, but because we get to. So if we were to watch that person, I almost can guarantee you, whoever it is, you would see that they read the Bible every day. Mm -hmm. It's almost 100%. The clearest indicator of someone's spiritual growth is if they're in the Word daily. So if you think about that individually, like you have to ask the question, the first question is, as an individual, am I in the word daily? Sure. Um, because they're not, my, our kids aren't going to practice things that we don't do ourselves. Hey, you should clean your room. Yeah, and yeah. they go in my room and it's a mess mm -hmm. every day. That's, that doesn't work because kids are smarter than that. At least mine are way more logical than that. Like I tell yeah. my, my son, Hey, put down that screen, no screens today. He's like, dad, you're literally looking at a screen sure. right now, a TV, you know, <laughs> so they'll, they'll call you out on it if yeah, not. Yeah. But it's the, the first one is the practice of daily, um, reading the Bible and, mm -hmm when you think about wherever your kids are, that, that means a different thing for different stages of life for kids, but it going back to the, the no watch do. So like wherever they are, the first thing you want to know is, is that it, that is something that God would have us do that. It is his word, that is his true inerrant word. And it's something that we should be in daily. So that's the no part of it. But the easiest part of it is the watch. So I make it a point specifically, like when I read the Bible, I read, I read most of it before my kids get up, but I know what time they get up and I want them to see me in the word daily. So mm -hmm. like at the end of all things are like, my dad was in the word every day. It was a priority to him and not, and first of all, you have to live a life that matches those things. So like he was in the word, but he was really mean afterwards. No. So at the end of, at the end of my life, they can say, I know why he loved me well. I know the why he loved other people is because he was committed to being in the word daily. So I think that's that's the first one is just being in the word. That's good. Do you have some other disciplines or spiritual practices that Yeah, and I I think these two go hand in hand is if you go to that same person, you see the person that's in the word daily, you also see that they're they're praying yeah. daily, that they're they're praying and you and a lot of times those two things are combined. Yeah. Like so they're their prayer time is part of their daily reading time. So they'll either pray before they read the word, they'll pray while they read the word, they'll pray after. And I know for a lot of us, you're like, man, I just, it's hard for me to read the Bible daily. It's hard for me to pray daily. But I think if you, if you think about it as, as one thing together, it helps. Like for, for example, what, what I do is when I read the, when I read the word in the morning, the first thing I do is I, I pray, God, show me yourself in, in, in this text. And I, and I read the text and then, um, I try to read short portions at a time. And then, um, then I pray what I read mm -hmm. and I write down one verse from what I read and I take like it with that. me all day yeah. and I pray those things. But also when I take that one verse, I also take that verse to my sons and say, Hey, look what I read in the Bible today. This is what it means. And this is what God was teaching me from it. So I've taken my personal time and made it our 
family time as well. So I'm combining my prayer time, my family time, and my daily devotion all into one practice. Yeah, I think that even for the parent out there that says, I, I don't know what to pray. I don't know, um, you know, all times my prayer feels stagnant and I feel like I'm praying the same things over and over again. And part of that is, like you're alluding to, sometimes you just pray scripture back. And somebody once told me it's that God also loves that. Um, he loves um, hearing also um, his own words spoken back to him. And a part of that is like when when I'm teaching my two girls, you know, obviously we're going to be teaching our second, we have a daughter, second daughter now that we're going to teach her how to, how to talk. The first words that I'm going to teach her is, I hope she says it first, is dada, mm-hmm. right? Dada. I hope she says that. So I'm going to be repeating dada, dada. I'm teaching her that. But whenever she says it back to me, that's going to melt my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, she said that to me. And, uh, and I think I, and I love that. And I think God is the same way. God loves it whenever we speak his words back to him. Because at that point, you know that it's, it's resting in us. Like, we're dwelling on those things that are good and pleasing. Yeah. So, I yeah. love that you alluded to conversations a minute ago, having those conversations with people. Do you think you could expand on that a little bit, expand on that, and talk about how we can how we can foster that in our kids and in our family. Uh, conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Maybe in your family or um, when you go places and how to, how to practice that in your home and with your family. Yeah, I, I think one of the things, just I'll answer that, but let me go back to something Chase said just a second ago, like back to praying uh, scripture. I think when you teach your kids to pray scripture, you're giving them a a strong foundation for what prayer and Bible reading looks like. Like, let me just give you an example, like Psalm 23. Everybody knows mm-hmm. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Let's say you you read that to your kids. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. And then you say, well, let's pray the Lord is my shepherd now. And then you go to the Lord together and say, Father, help us to trust you as a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Help from, help me see you guiding my every step. So what mm-hmm. you've done there is you've you've taught them scripture. You've prayed it with them, and you've actually written it on their heart by reinforcing it with truth, and then also teaching them theology that God is in control and we can trust our every step to Him. So you've just done three things of mm-hmm. knowing, watching, and doing, and then they watch you do that on an everyday basis, which goes to your question. is Like, for example, we have um, people in our neighborhood that come over to our house frequently, and um, I don't know their spiritual background, but we have a lot of questions. Uh, they have a lot of questions about God, and they'll ask my son questions, and his, his my son will ask me those questions, and I'll be able to answer those questions to where what I'm doing is I'm modeling for him like not to run from spiritual questions and to, even when I don't understand it, to be able to say, you know what, that's a good question. I'd love for us to find out the answer to that together that don't have all the answers Mm -hmm. because we know scripture says we see Mm -hmm. through the mirror dimly. And I think that's a, that's a practice. I think we could model more for our kids is we don't have all the answers, Mm -hmm. but we trust, we trust the one who does have all the answers and to where you're preparing them for when they, when they leave the home to have the foundation to not be, not to run from conversations, not to be confrontational in conversations, Mm -hmm. but to seek to point to God, to be strong in what you believe and to walk with others to help them understand at, at the same time. And the best way to do that is not just tell them to do it, but watch, let them watch mm-hmm. you do it with those that yeah. God's placed around your neighbors, coworkers, baseball yeah. team, and so forth. Yeah, and the the whole purpose of it, and this is very, I think if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, 
Bible reading, prayer, spiritual disciplines, and those kind of things. This may be convicting to you as a parent. I know that it is to me um, as we seek to train up the next generation. And the I think we've all heard this statement. You can't expect your kids to grow as a disciple if you're not willing, or if you aren't growing yourself as one. You can't take your kids where you're not willing to go or where you're not. So what do you do as a parent when it comes to spiritual growth? And maybe that's that's where you're at right now. That's that's kind of the mode that you're in. You're really, um, maybe you're not even thinking about it right now, but, but what would you say to that? Yeah, I think it goes back to like, if you want your, uh, here goes, the, here's your Star Wars reference. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of there's the Star, one. <laughs> <laughs> here's one. In one of the, one of the Star Wars movies, Yoda says to Luke, they grow beyond what we are, you know? And I, I love that That's quote good. because um, my hope for my three sons is they follow Jesus more closely than I ever did, mm-hmm. that they're in the word more than I ever was, that they love people better than I ever mm-hmm. did because I, I know myself, but all that comes back to me being able to, like you said, lead them somewhere that, I've gone. If I'm not pursuing Christ now, obviously God can save them. They can pursue Christ, even if I never did, but it's so much easier for it being modeled for me. Like, for example, if we go back to the practical things, if they never saw us clean house, if they never saw us fold clothes, wash dishes, and they they would have to start learning on their own and they would be significantly behind, they would be able to learn those things. But us practicing those things is showing them um, this is how, this is the way of being in the world. This is how Mm. people function. This is how a spiritual person functions by praying, not because we have to, but because I love Jesus and I want to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. I want to learn about him uh, in his word. So I think the first step for parenting our kids is leading ourselves well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that comes back to any kind of leadership. If you're leading an organization, the best thing is self-leadership. If you're not leading yourself well, you can't lead others That's well. That's good. Um, if, if your struggles in your marriage, you're, if you're not focused, you're like, oh, this is what I want my spouse to do to change. No, what are you doing to change to invest in your marriage? And it comes to the same thing with parenting. Like, what are we doing to invest in my parenting? Because, like, I'll tell you straight up, my biggest struggle in parenting is patience. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I'm in Like, my, give examples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. One, two, anger, you know, immediately. <laughs> um, but I know that the way to is not to make my kids obey faster. Mm-hmm. Is for me to have more grace and to be patient and let the Lord change me in that. They still should obey what I say, but how I respond makes a huge difference to the way they respond to their brothers. They see me mm-hmm. anger quickly. They get angry quickly with it because I've modeled that for them. So mm-hmm. my spiritual state affects my parenting more than I could ever realize. Yeah, that's good. And, and it starts because the idea of disciple is whenever you become a Christ follower, like that's that's when we, you you trust Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. You become a disciple of Jesus. But discipleship really starts before your kids even come to know Jesus and become a disciple mm-hmm. themselves, right? Yeah. So what we're really saying is that, that even if you um, don't have kids right now or if you have uh, preschoolers right now, you are still modeling that right now. Um, and I heard somebody say, I think it was our... our uh, or actually, he's our campus pastor at, at our Nashville campus. Um, he said, I hope my kids never know a time where they're not a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. that they don't remember a time. And that's, that's, really, uh, that's really a good way to look at it yeah. as we look at time. Even, even uh, we, were, we were talking about time, and I brought this up. We use um, kind of marbles as an illustration to, 
to help us realize that we have 963 weeks from the time your child is born until they reach the age of 18. So 963, we use like marbles as an illustration um, to illustrate how little time we have left in our parenting before we send our kids onto whatever college or career they begin. And the idea is that when you know how much time you have, you make the very most of that time. Um, I love that. That's a really good reminder of it. as we continue this disciple-making, discipleship process and building these foundations in our kids. Yeah, community. that's a good illustration, and uh, I love it. It makes me cry every time I've heard you say it. <laughs> And just that it's daily. I love that. Or, or weekly when we look at the marbles. Mm. But just the idea that, you know, his mercies are new every morning. You know, we just prayed that before we started this podcast. And the idea that day one might not go how you want it to, but maybe day That's two good. will be better. And I love your no watch do because, and especially those practical examples of like teaching your kids to do the laundry or do the dishes. You know, when I teach my five-year-old how to help with the dishes, we might end up with water and soap all over the floor and it might be a messy process, but she's learning and she's going to keep getting better. And so just knowing that as we're walking through this discipleship with our kids and with ourselves to give to give it grace, to give the process grace and know that there's going to be hard conversations. There's going to be messy situations. But the point is that we're growing to be more like Jesus. And I love that. So that no watch do is that's really, really, really powerful. And you, um, use, you use yeah. like we have. Uh, we're imperfect people. We've got yeah. to remember that. And yeah. I think that's an encouragement for all of our listeners yeah. right now and all of our parents is you don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, God's going to use you. What is that stat? What is that um, line that we use on our discipleship website about imperfect people? Yeah, we're, we're not a group of perfect people, but we're a, a, a group of redeemed people being perfected. Mm -hmm. I love it. You know, yeah. and, and that's a good example. Like you think about the, you know, you think about reading the Bible prayers a daily practice, but another way that I can lead my kids really well is the daily practice of repentance. Mm -hmm. Like when I talk about when I've gotten angry before with my kids, I've, I've gotten angry quickly and I've gone back to them and said, guys, I'm sorry for getting angry. Do you forgive me? And I'll ask for forgiveness from God in front of them. And I've taught them more in just that second of like repentance, forgiveness, and grace than I could with tons of other things of yeah. saying, I messed up, of showing them I'm imperfect. And it's okay to be imperfect, but our God is perfect and our God is forgiving and our God is full of grace. And, and just finding moments like that. I, just one thing I, I wanted to say, make sure we get this across is I think parenting and discipleship parenting is all about hinge points, looking for open doors to point to Jesus, mm -hmm. point to his love point to his grace, point to his forgiveness, and point to just who he is, who we are, and how we should be in the world. Just always looking for those moments, whether it be a fight between brothers, whether it be uh, uh, um, being angry with each other, even when mom and dad aren't getting along for the day and sitting them down and talking about that, whatever it is, looking for hinge points to point to Jesus and give them those practical ways to be in the world. Yeah. Well, we know that um, people listening to this podcast could be in all different stages. So we can have parents with new babies. We could have um, parents that have 16-year-olds or maybe even 18-year-olds. So could you give us some encouragement and our listeners some encouragement, no matter where they are in this discipleship process for themselves or for their kids? Um, what's some encouraging some encouraging tips? You know, I, one time I was, I was, Chase and I were talking about this earlier, one time I was preaching on this topic and I had a a guy who was working the booth, he came up afterwards just with tears in his eyes and says, it's too late. It's too late. I didn't disciple my kids. And I looked at him and I said, mm -hmm. brother, it's, it's never too late. Mm -hmm. I said, I didn't become a Christian until I was in my mid twenties. It's never too late. I said, does he have a phone? Call him. Does he have, does he have email? Send him an email. It's never too late to start leading your kids in discipleship. Mm 
-hmm. It's never too late. Uh, even if you're 60 and your kids are 30, it's never too late to say, um, to step back and say, Hey, and, and even to the forgiveness point, like I know now I should have done more or whatever, whatever it looks like for your relationship with your kids. Um, so I always have a heart for those who feel like that my kids are too old. It's there's, it's, it's, that's never the case. You know? And, and the, the conversation may start off weird. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It right. may, may be awkward. Um, but, but it's still, um, an opportunity and, and we can, you know, it may start out with, Hey, what, well, how can I pray for you today? Yeah, that's pretty simple, mm -hmm. and it's not so so out there. And then you can begin to actually pray over them um, yeah. in person. And then you go into the what? What are those? We talk about spiritual disciplines, and I, I think it's uh, the Lord meets us wherever we are, and He's going to use us however He see, sees fit. And I think the the key here is just being available to be used and right. just being willing to take that awkward step. Maybe you've never taken those spiritual steps before, so it will be awkward. But taking the first step, what does the first step look like? And I, I think God can guide you on some of that too, because the temptation would be like, let's say you have all high school kids and you're like, okay, I need to do more. And then you say, hey, let's gather around. I got the guitar. We're going to start singing worship <laughs> songs together. That's not going to go well. You know, I, th I think you hit it no, right on. Right. Like, Take a take a step in the right direction. Like, man, Dad's lost it, which is probably true. But um, I think I think knowing where your kids are, knowing where you are, and just taking small uh, steps, like, I, and being intentional about things. Like, here's one thing that, like, God put on my heart early on because I heard a dad do this. Like every day before my kids go to school, I know I want to pray with them, I want to encourage them, and I want to give them uh, a leadership lesson before they leave the house. So like every time before my kids leave the house, I say, what are we going to do today? And they say five things. We're going to listen, we're going to learn, we're going to love, we're going to lead, and we're going to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they get done, I say, boys, and I'm going to go do the same thing. Good. So like every day we do those things, because really that is the outworking of the the practices of reading the Bible, doing all those things to where like, I'm just being intentional. I know that's a moment where they're open, they're going to the day, and hopefully sometimes they're just repeating it, but hopefully they get stuck in a situation at school when they remember and I need to be a good friend right here. Mm. Uh, I need to, I need to lead in the situation. I need to love in the situation of just being intentional about moments of saying, this is a window of time. Like you said, we got a limited amount of time looking for those moments to try to, uh, lead them in discipleship. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, man, thank you for, for joining us today. This has been so beneficial. We've learned a lot. Um, and we're praying for our parents out there that are trying to figure this thing out like we are. And the idea is what is, what's our next step in this process? How do we um, help our kids know and follow Jesus? How do we help them become more like Jesus? And part of that, what we're saying is, is it starts with us. It starts with me. And how am I doing that with my own spiritual journey? So before we leave today, um, we've never actually done this on our podcast. Would you Would you pray for our parents before we leave and just pray how they are you know, processing this information, what is their next steps? Yeah, I'd be honored to. Father, for all the parents out there listening, I pray that we can just stop for a second. And just hear from you of what our next step in discipling our kids should be. Lord, you know our hearts. You know our children's hearts. Lord, show us what we should do today whether it be just praying before bed, if we've never done that. We're picking up the Bible ourselves and begin to read. Lord, I pray, God, you would give us the strength and the wisdom to 
lead our children well to where they look more like you in the world than they did the day before. Because we know, Lord, the best way to change the world is one home at a time. And we know homes are the front lines of the spiritual warfare that we're all in. Lord, I pray that you protect homes. I pray that you uh, give parents the strength to lead well, to love well. And I pray for every uh, kid that's represented from the parents listening. Lord, I pray that they come to you quickly and they have a long life of following you and loving you, being in your word and reading about you, Lord, um, and telling others of how beautiful and perfect you are. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.